Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Whoop, the personalized digital fitness and health coach. John John and Nathan Florence have both been using Whoop for over three years now to balance their training both in and out of the water. Now, Whoop is introducing the all-new Whoop 4.0, the latest, most advanced fitness wearable on the market. Monitor your recovery, sleep, training and health with personalized recommendations and coaching feedback with Whoop. Train smarter, recover faster, sleep better and now feel healthier with Whoop. The all-new 4.0 is smaller, smarter and designed with new biometric tracking including skin temperature, blood oxygen and more. The device also features an all-new smart alarm designed to wake you up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Plus, it will design with their anywhere technology, so you can wear it with their body sensor-enhanced technical garments. The all-new Health Monitor dashboard gives you a big-picture look at your overall health. Monitor key metrics like heart rate, resting heart rate, heart rate variability, skin temperature, and blood oxygen levels. Plus, see improvements in irregularities and vital signs over time. You can even export 30-day health trends to share with your coach, trainer, PT, PCP, or physician. The all-new waterproof device is free when you sign up for a Whoop 4.0 membership. For any members, if you have six months left of your membership on your account, you can upgrade now and get the 4.0 for free. And right now, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code BEACHGRIT at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com, and enter B-E-A-C-H-G-R-I-T at checkout to save 15%. Hello and welcome to Dirty Water, episode 44, a podcast that aims to deliver frank, intimate and revealing portraits of international celebrities. I'm Derek Riley, I'm a Charlie Smith and today's guest recently celebrated her seventh anniversary of pushing the then newly crowned world champ Gabriel Medina into the dirt at Lowers. She is the daughter of a courageous and handsome yet deeply flawed surf star, once appeared in a high voltage swimsuit shoot with her mammy, lived in a five-story house at Del Mar with its own private beach traveled or travels not sure yet in limousines and private jets she is someone whom you'd agree to have dinner with even if you weren't hungry and whose angelic face is framed with silky yellow curls caught in a spot of moon glow lately she was the star of abc's the ultimate surfer making it to the final three surfers she was described by beach grits tv critic jen c as savage today's guest malia ward hey, hello like hello thank <laughs> thank you guys for having me oh it's a pleasure so, uh, so seven. What an years- intro! Yeah, thanks. So, uh, seven years since giving Medina his comeuppance. Want to talk us through that little thing again for posterity? Sure. Yeah, let's start with that. Why not? Um, I, I believe I was sixteen at the time, and everyone was kind of practicing for uh, the CT event there. And uh, Medina was out there. Laura Enover. Everyone was out, and um, I was splitting a wave with. Um, I think it was Michael Ho. He was going left. I was going right. It was already like established. And then Medina just kind of came in hot, like trying to take off on the others on the wrong side of the peak and just tried to like swoop everyone. And like, by the time I saw him, I was already standing up. And so I didn't want him to hit me. So I just put my hands out and like gave him a little nudge. It was more of like a, like a reaction than like, I'm mad, I'm going to push you. But it just ended up looking really funny. And yeah, it was, he didn't end up saying anything after. He kind of just like smiled at me. So I thought, I think we're good. Yeah. 
Have you, have you talked to Gabe since then? Yeah, I did actually. I saw him at T Street right before I uh, I posted it for uh, for the anniversary. I was like, I'm gonna put. I'm. It's, I asked him. I, I told him. I was like, you remember me pushing you off a wave at Lowers? It's it's a seventh anniversary. Anniversary. I actually asked him, and he was like, ah, oh, ha ha ha. Yeah. He just kind of like <laughs> laughed it off. I think he's kind of embarrassed about it because some someone like got it got it taken down off the internet. I think, and I it might have been him or his publicist because it's like kind of embarrassing <laughs> oh it's time him. to put it back up derek yeah i can't i can't believe anyone would have it pulled down that's a very minor yeah. yeah it was like um this guy he's he's a legend his name's norwell i haven't been able to find him he has like the original video he's the one that made it and he posted on vimeo and then he kind his vimeo account just kind of disappeared and then along with the video so oh, i remember but it's on my youtube if anyone hasn't seen it, too. Yet, check it out. oh okay yes yeah, I know Norwell. We can, but we can kick straight to Malia's YouTube. Do you have a YouTube, Malia? Yeah, I have a YouTube, and I'm starting to post a lot more too. Actually, after this, I'm gonna do like a. I'm gonna start filming my YouTube intro. I'm like who I am, and I'm gonna. I have so much footage of just like life and surfing and traveling that I want to share and put out there, and I can do it in my own way on YouTube. So how much? How much uh, Ultimate Surfer stuff can you use on your own YouTube channel? Um, I, I, I'm not really sure on that. The lines are kind of blurred. I'd have to look in the contract, but I think I can repost snippets. I think Ultimate Server can use all the help they can get with, um, you know, media content views. So did you, your experience on Ultimate Server, was it a net positive, a neutral, a like, what is your coming away now, now that it's in the rear view? Was it an epic time? Was it? Yeah. What are your thoughts? My thoughts. I would say being on the Ultimate Surfer, definitely a net positive for me. I think it was really fun to showcase myself and my surfing on, a, on an outlet other than just social media and being a part of something where like they're creating surfing for the mainstream audience. It was really cool to be a part of that. And being on TV, surfing's like never on TV. I mean, I've seen Blue Crush and all those like my surfs app, all my favorite movies. So it's cool to be like on something, something new and different. It was definitely work, you know, waking up and constantly being on camera and mic'd up every second of the day. It was, it was pretty wild. It's like, it's kind of like crypto. People think like, oh, it's like negative or like some people love it. Some people hate it. It goes up and down. That was kind of like the show for me, but overall it's going up, especially right now. That's why I'm in okay. such a good mood. So, yeah, so oh, why is it going up right now? What's happening? Um, yeah, it's happening. It's just like, it's just like a wave. It's like swell. It's like, why are the, why are the waves, the wind, the storm? Crypto, crypto is wild. It's definitely going to go to the moon. It goes up and down, but it'll go to the moon. Oh, you're talking crypto eventually. going up. Wait, what are, oh, which yeah. cryptos are you in? Um, well, I got into Ethereum like four or five years ago, pretty early before everyone even knew about it. <clears throat> so I was pretty, I'm pretty stoked. It was like $30. So Ethereum's like uh, the main thing I usually hold and Bitcoin and a little bit of, I had some sushi before I was farming some sushi and Alchemix. Are you, are you Ethereum because of its NFT uh, attachment to NFT or what, what turned you to Ethereum? 
Well, turn me to Ethereum. Well, it's pretty solid. It's, it's just as solid as Bitcoin, maybe more. I mean, you can with Ethereum, you can trade with so many, uh, so many different uh, crypto cryptocurrencies. Ethereum has like it's called Uniswap. And on Uniswap, you can use your Ethereum to trade all these different um, all these different coins and pr projects and NFTs as well. It's like really helpful for that, too. Have you done I an NFT? Is there a first... award NFT? No, yeah, it's in the works. I have an OpenSea account, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start posting. I have like I, t I do a lot of art and photography, and I love to make videos. So I, I definitely want to create some cool NFTs, like me getting barreled, but it's like flower petals. Oh, nice! Moving. I'd I buy that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I also do piano and produce music, so I can put my own sound oh. to it too. Which is Ethereum is is the best for NFTs, right? I mean, that is the that is the standard for buying and selling NFTs. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say I'll say it's like the, the main the main one people use the main platform. So you so you, you bought Ethereum at thirty bucks, did you? Yeah, it's like thirty six technically. So it's five grand now. <laughs> Are you um? How many did you buy? Um, at the time, I I didn't. I only put like three like three grand into it. So I, I can't do the math right now, but I put three grand in and it's like, it's up. I'm doing well. I'm doing great. I'm stoked. I didn't have to win a hundred K in the ultimate surfer. You know, I can make it on my own. <laughs> Jesus. That, that's so how, how deep uh, do you follow Kelly Slater's uh, journey into the cryptocurrency world? Or are you just, oh, Kelly, you're old, just we doing actually, Bitcoin. <laughs> we actually have a similar informant of crypto. Except I listen to him more than Kelly does. Um, <laughs> he's like he's like a crypto savant. He's just like knows everyone in the crypto world and is just like always up to date with like what projects are good, what are bad, what NFTs are good, which ones are crap, you know. And um, he's actually launching a really cool surf community based NFT. It's called Surf Punks. It's like crypto oh. punks, but surf punks. When I have to are there, there going to be little one. little characters? Yeah, little characters. There's one that looks like me too. Is it is but it, it looks, Malia I, Ward I'm, character? Um, I don't think they're going to use names, but they're just going to make them similar to the surfers that exist. Derek, do you have you followed CryptoPunks at all? <laughs> it's funny because I was I was wrestling the other day in the park, and they're talking about. And I was just looking through the, the little WhatsApp for the wrestling men, and they're talking about cilantro. Is it cilantro? Have you heard of that? I cilantro? I, I, cilantro. I know that. Is it, is Derek's it a, Australian. He mangles. Is it a Bitcoin? It's Sol. It's S-O-L. Solana? Solana. Is it Solana? Oh, yeah. People people are raving about Solana. I should have bought it like a while ago. I'm kind of kicking myself. I didn't. Uh, I should listen to the wrestling man. There's another one. Really. What was the other one? can't remember, but it was really related. It's good. You got to buy whatever. Solan. Solana? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Solana is a good project. Did you did you fall down the Doge hole, Malia? No, I didn't. I didn't mess with the Doge. That's you all stayed hype. away from the Doge. Yeah, it's like a fluffy cloud. I don't trust it. Wow. So you're serious? You're not. You're not going in here on wacko stuff. You're like an informed crypto investor. Yeah, I'm informed. I'm pretty conservative. I take my time, and when I make a move, it's it, like lately, like the moves I've been making have you know, only increased. So increased my whatever. So I'm stoked. 
What do you think? What do you think Ethereum is going to hit if it's five thousand dollars now? I mean, Ethereum. Ethereum's at. It's not at five thousand, is it? It's at five thousand Australian, probably. Derek uh, lives yeah, in Australian. Land. <laughs> it's like a peso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think Ethereum's going to go to like five k, probably. Um, we're thinking December. It's going to just go crazy, and that's when. We want to sell. I want to sell probably like December. So your advice, your advice to the surf punter right now: buy Ethereum, buy now, yeah. sell December. Buy shit. Even though it's up, now. even though it's pretty high right now, like it yeah, just tanked to like eighteen hundred bucks, right? Yeah, it totally tanked. Recently, and I think I, I mean I'm not a total expert, but I definitely have good instincts and intuition on that stuff, and I think. I have a hunch. So yeah, buy buy as much stuff as you can. Good good projects. Ethereum's one of them. I just bought this one called Woo today too. We'll see how it does, and then yeah, sell December hopefully everything. Oh, what's what's Woo? Woo? It's I don't even know. It's my my, uh, my advisor told me to buy. I don't even read it. I just trust him. So I was just like, yeah, oh, wow. bought it. Yeah. I, I just put like five k and we'll see. Good damn. Hey, so with the Ultimate Surfer, you signed a non-disclosure agreement not to reveal the winners before or anything. But now that it's all over, you can you can tell us everything that happened, huh? Yeah. So were you really a savage? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. But Brianna, <laughs> Brianna said she felt like she was in a UFC fight. Oh, she yeah. Was, I remember she was, she was saying that. Almost. I mean, I felt like that challenge was just crazy it was wild the the one where we had it was like a relay race not a relay race but it was like race we had to put wetsuits on and oh yeah so the start of that I felt like I I was on the very outside track and I wanted to gain the inside track whatever whatever it took so as we were all running I was like I'm just gonna cut them off and if they hit me like or if we crash or whatever like I just want to be in the front I want to make it and then we ended up kind of colliding. Her board kind of went towards mine. And I went towards hers. Tia was like left in the dust behind us. And then um, it was just the paddle battle actually was not the paddle battle, but while we were paddling around this corner, it was like elbow jab. Like I felt I got elbowed. She got elbowed. I think, you know, never complain, never explain. I, I think she was just whining about it. But I thought it was pretty funny. Did you guys have history, you and uh, Brianna and Tia beforehand? Because um, it seemed like you guys. Oh were yeah, this is this is what a lot of people have been asking me about and very curious. Or like, this is like the one kind of frustrating thing about the about the show is that they they established the beef that there's like drama, but they didn't show the backstory or like explain why or like what what's going on. And I guess I'll I guess I'll share a little bit. I don't want to talk too much about it but um yeah let's say so brianna and i never had beef ever like she we were chill really cool i'd see her on surf trips we'd like say hi like nice to each other tia and i were the ones we we're the ones that had the beef but i feel like brianna was her best friend so she wanted to like start trouble or establish that there was like something so i i think brianna was definitely like her 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 pet her pet bitch in the show to like, so that Tia didn't have to be like the mean one or like, anyways, yeah. But Tia and I are, we have like childhood beef in the past that just never was resolved or talked about. And like, I'd still love to chat with her about it. Cause I, I, I want to get along. I want to be friends. I don't 
I think life's too short to have like be for a nemesis or things like that going on. Oh, but that's but that's what story is, right? Like if everyone's friends, then there's no good guy, bad guy. There's no fun story arc. You got to keep your beefs beef. This is true. As long as yeah. it's like a health, a healthy, a healthy beef. Sure. If you're having fun with it, though, it's healthy, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, my dad and Andy, they they would have beef traveling together all the time, like, or Andy would like take my dad's board and like break it or like, but they would, theirs is like, oh, sorry, I did that. And then like, let's be friends and have a good time. You know, girls, it's like, it kind of lasts longer and it kind of (laughs) sucks. Girl beef, worse than worse than (laughs) worse than Andy, your dad beef is pretty harsh. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It all started like T and I were friends. We were friends, like, I don't know, 14. She just moved to San Clemente. I was like, Oh, like a new girl. I can, we can surf together and be friends and like go to contests. And that's what we did. Like we were going to go to a contest together and carpool. I was going to go with her family. And then like the last minute they're like, Oh, there's no room for you. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, but it was the morning of, and I had to like find my own ride back. It was just like weird stuff like that. And then one time there was this magazine article that came out and on the cover was all the local girls of San Clemente up and coming. And I didn't even hear about it or know about it. And I'm like as local as it gets when it comes to SC. And, and then I found out it was Tia and her mom who were in charge of picking like the girls for it. And it was like 15 girls, like random girls from Huntington, Oceanside. Like they tried to find like everyone they could that wasn't me. And so I felt like really excluded, like so young and it, it bummed me out. And I was like, I never understood why. Oh, and beef is fun. Learn to love yeah. beef. I got one more too. There's yeah. the surf coach, uh, Mike Lamb. He, uh, he was like training all these girls that were killing in contests. And I was like, I want to work with him. And he would also work with Tia. And I called him like anonymously and gave him my story. And he was like, yeah, let's train. Let's do it. What's your name? And then I gave him my name and he was like, oh, that might be an issue. Like he already knew about like something going like some, he already knew about the beef with me and her before. And he had, and then I wasn't able to work with him for a year. They like wouldn't let him work with me, even though he's working with other girls. So this is the beef that the guy's side is missing. That the what? That the men's side is missing. There's no good beef anymore. And on the men's side of surf, like the girls slot is the future of fun stuff, I think, of fun content. Derek? I, I agree. And that, that was the thing in the ultimate surfer. The women were vastly more entertaining than the men. They were all very friendly. Oh, all the men were all just like like Coa Smith, buddies with everybody, right? Who wants buddies? I don't want buddies. I know it, it's not as fun. It's it's like kind of boring without the the drama. No, it's that's what boxing has gotten so right, and UFC and everything else, right? Like even if you don't actually feel it, it's beef makes the world go round. Even if you're a vegetarian. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the show uh, Backyard Beefs, Malia? No, I haven't. It's so good. It's um. It's like a uh, really lo-fi um, UFC and they just go into the, and they're in Virginia and all these wild places and they have this octagon and this muddy little backyard and it's called Satan's Backyard and people just go in and have beefs and they have fights. It's pretty it's like good. Like Fight Club. Like Fight Club, yeah. It's really good, really entertaining. Wow, so maybe you can maybe jump in the Satan's Backyard for street beefs. I'd be down. I'd be down. <laughs> oh, get some Stasia. 
Anastasia Ashley there as your corner woman. Just yeah, she'll be like rubbing my shoulders. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, um, so with the show, was it a, was it a wild bacchanal? Was there drinking and carousing and hookups and all that sort of shit? What? Say say that again. Sorry. No, no. So, um, so you know, beyond the usual editing of the show, what was it like behind the scenes? Was it was it a wild party? Or drinking? And uh, we definitely had a wild party a- after the show. I wish they filmed it. It was really fun. I ended up DJing too, and like we were we were with all the producers. Elo was getting down. It was it was so fun. Everyone was just celebrating the oh, end yeah, of like you know this fun. long t- twenty two days. Sorry if there's a delay. No, no. Dude, do you have any Do you have any video footage of Elo getting down? Oh, I wish we still didn't have our phones back yet at that time. How does how does Elo dance? If you have to give Elo dance? describe Elo's dancing, yeah, his dancing thing. Well, he usually wears like a pretty snazzy blazer wherever he is, and he just kind of moves his like shoulders, kind of, and he can like he can kind of get low, and it's all about his smile too. Like he dances like with a with a really big smile. So. Oh, it's got a megawatt smile that Elo. Is he a frisky dancer? Say what? Is he a frisky dancer? Does he like to um, like to twerk a little bit? I've seen him twerk. Yeah, it was actually at the premiere. The premiere, I think I saw him twerking. He was really uh, he was on a good one. He's working that thing. Yeah. Look at that pretty little white ass. He's a he's hot for a white man. Urban, you know what? You know what the show didn't. They didn't capture, or they did capture, but they didn't end up using it. After the paddle battle, I thought this this drama was kind of funny. After the the paddle challenge where Zeke's kind of paddling and my butt's in his face and we're just like making all these crazy noises, <laughs> like sound like birds descending. Um, he, I, we ended up winning. And then at the end, I like overexerted. I felt so overexhausted. I ended up throwing up, but I almost, I almost threw up like in front of everyone. And I just ran to my trailer and like, it was, it was pretty uh, traumatic and hilarious. Chasing me. They were chasing me with the cameras. And like, I, I asked the producers and I was like, could you guys hear me? Cause I was mic'd up and they could just hear me like throwing up. Jeez. <laughs> That would have been amazing. Hard yeah, yards. There was this, the one, this other one where we were, we were asked to like, can you guys commentate a wave? And we we're like, okay. And Koa did his like, wabash, that, you know, that's great. But my, I think mine was that pretty funny too. They didn't end up using it, but I was, um, my favorite thing to do in my head when I'm watching someone surf is to commentate them as a cat. I go, if someone's going down the line and it's like, meow, meow, and they go do a big snap, and then when you're in the barrel, it's like, oh, like purring because you're all relaxed. And then if someone's like paddling on the wave, you go, yeah. You should commentate WSL. That sounds way better than anything I've heard in the last three years. Yeah, they need someone like me. I was just talking to the boys in the in the booth, and they were they were definitely they seemed keen on me joining them. So definitely gonna um, have a meeting soon. Did you did you feel that Zeke was always going to win? I mean, we had intel that Zeke won it from from the start, but um, did it, is that why you sort of tried to pair up with him? Honestly, I didn't even think that all the way through. Like when I ended up being paired with him, I was like, whoa, like this is sick. 
but I, I definitely thought he was going to win for the guys for sure. It was going to be between him and Koa. And I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's a strong, uh, like the strongest guy there. And I was with the weakest one in the beginning. And I was like, oh, least, how am I going to get through this? Who's the weakest man? Uh, it was Austin. Oh, but he was, he was your, wasn't he like your little boy, semi-boyfriend for a little bit? Yeah, we, we had like a, a, he's an old flame. We had like a, a little fling that was like, we just, yeah. We liked each other for like a week and then he ghosted me. <laughs> Austin blowing it. We all get ghosted sometimes. It's okay. What did his ghosting involve? I guess nothing, but um, he didn't reply to text. Exactly. Exactly. Just like no reply. <gasps> did you see any yeah. things where you thought that he was typing or just never, just nothing, just total blank? Uh, total blank. Just send us text message. He probably, probably got blocked too. Just kidding. <laughs> probably not. Oh yeah. Sorry, Austin. Stinking nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, but Austin's yeah. really cool. He's 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 nice. He's sweet and he's really funny. Actually, I wish he stayed on the show more because he has really good energy. When when Anastasia went off the first time, I thought, oh man, sorry, I'm in a real industrial zone here. Playground with a swing's got a creaking. Oh man, don't be sorry that? for me. Be sorry for our listeners. <laughs> oh, that's okay. They okay, listeners. You're in industrial San it. Diego right now. Uh, but also, when Stasia went off the first time, were you like, "Are you kidding me? You're cutting the best people on the show in terms of people who know how to create a dynamic and all this stuff?" Or are you so in the show that you're not thinking in terms of production? You're just thinking, "Okay, I'm getting through this thing." Well, I was pretty bummed to, that Stasia left so early, and I was like, "Oh, like." Damn, I feel like it, they left it up to us mostly, like the, the people competing to make the decisions. And that's what like created the strategy and the drama and like T and Brianna wanting to take Stasia away. And, you know, I think, I think, I guess it was a good move because Stasia knew she would be coming back. I wish she came all the way back, but. Uh, it wasn't to be. wasn't meant but, to be. Nah, so, um, so growing up with Chris Ward as your baby daddy, what was that like? Because in the 90s when you were born, when were you born, 99 or 93 or something? 98? Sorry. 97. 97. And so he would have been um, just two on the tour, doing surf trips and stuff. So what was that like? Yeah, he, my dad, he was surfing and like kind of gone a, a lot. And the, at the time, I didn't really like surf or understand the whole surf world yet. And my mom kind of raised me most of the time while he was out traveling. And I'd see my dad like, a couple times a month or like every Tuesday whenever he was home and every other weekend. So it was kind of cool. Like my, my parents always shared me cause they broke up when I was a baby. And so I'd always be like back and forth. And it's cool like having really young parents cause I feel like we get to grow up together. Like we're almost siblings too, in a way it's a different relationship. And uh, yeah, we're only like a couple years off of being in the same generation which is kind of cool. And Whenever I'd see my dad, we'd always go do like fun things. I think we'd go to Dave and Buster's and like Knott's Berry Farm. He's kind of like a Disneyland dad, I guess you could say. But he's also like very supportive in anything I did. He tried to get me to fall in love with surfing too. And we would go to Sano and tandem surf like every every year for my birthday. And it's it's such a good vibe down there. You guys been to San No Free? Oh, yeah. Derek, oh, have yeah. you ever done Sano? Oh, I've admired the uh, the nuclear reactors, but I haven't um, actually been out there. No. It's so cool seeing the big boobs in the background when you're on a wave. 
Did, uh, did your dad, te- I mean, he obviously taught you how to surf, yeah? Yeah, well, he had me on a surfboard pretty young, uh, whether I liked it or not. You know, see, I liked it for the most part. And then, but when he would take me out, I'd be like, okay, I, I was kind of scared of the waves. I was like, okay, like, I'm chill. I'm, I'm, I'm happy right here. And he would, like, slowly, creep, creepily, like, move us out the back. And I knew what he was doing, too. Like, this is, like, where the trust where where my dad and surfing surfing with my dad starts that's also like where my trust starts with him too and he broke that trust because we ate shit on a huge wave at sano to me it was huge and like i just i never wanted to surf with him again after that i was like i'm done i'm done and then i ended up falling in love with surfing like years later just surfing with my friends Uh, one summer i fell in love i got the surf bug immediately and i was like i get it now like i totally understand why you love to do this every day why you made a career out of it and yeah just good for the soul so how old were you when you when you got into it i was about 11 so not too young not too late like 11 i started surfing on like a board on my own my little pink soft top doyle (laughs) and And i started riding a wave and i was like wow like i can actually go down the line and like think of a new goal to reach and then reach it while on a wave. I'm like, what, what, what more, what more can I do? So were you living in San Clemente at the time? Yeah. San Clemente. Yeah. So your mom had a joint in San Clemente and your dad had a joint in San Clemente. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like in the same town with both my parents growing up. It was pretty cool. And then my mom met this guy who ended up, she, her fiance, they dated for like five years. That's how we ended up living in this super, nice house in Corona Del Mar with like an elevator and so like the cool thing with my parents is like my mom she's like bougie like that she likes nice things you know she's a more materialistic and which isn't you know so, yeah teach their own you know so it was cool like my dad we'd be like traveling to Bali showering out of wells and sleeping in huts and then with my mom we're going to the four seasons you know staying in nice places getting massages <laughs> So it's a cool mixture. It's like I get the best of both worlds. I get the grungy surf camp, Wardo surf camp, and then, you know, mom. <laughs> so it had a, um, had a private beach, didn't it? The joint at Del Mar? Yeah, it had a private beach. And you can actually surf when the tide isn't too low. You can actually surf it. And it's a really fun little left. Wow. And, and is it true that you, um, you travel in limousines and on private jets? Yeah been flying private jets like all my life i've been pretty lucky pretty cool whether it's like my mom's dudes or my friends like it's a good time jesus christ is your mom still with the rich man Mm, actually no she's she's just recently single so retain any of the cash (laughs) (laughs) yeah she just broke up with her her boyfriend so Hopefully, you know, we'll get through this together. I'm here for her. You know, it's hard for her, like, because she was, my mom was adopted. So when, when she ever goes through heartbreak or feels like she lost someone, it feels, it's like multiplied because of her, you know, abandonment issues. But you're you're with your mom most of the time, yeah? Yeah, most of the time. We're really close. close. I like your, um, I like the photo shoot that you did with um, Stab with uh, Copper Stab. Pretty, oh my gosh that photo shoot went like a total different direction than i thought it was <laughs> they're like we're gonna edit these photos and everything's you're gonna look amazing it's gonna be great and 
they just did it all raw, just raw photos, which is cool. But yeah, the story and the story was just totally, it was cool. I, I'll say it's cool, but I feel like they could have done a little better or made it like just something more of substance other than big house, mom, sex appeal, you know, that kind of thing. And mom in the, in the shadowy corridor just leading up the stairs in her um, in the bikini. That was a good shot. Yeah, yeah. We have so many bikinis, so it's fun to like take cute pictures in them for sure. And Copper Snake too. Copper Snake's a good guy, huh? I like Copper Snake. Yeah, Copper Snake. He's dope. I haven't seen him in a minute. I haven't seen him for years. Like Climb and then he disappeared. Luke Davis and Cobra Snake had a whole like workout thing going on for a minute. Remember that? I don't remember. Do you remember Malia? Luke Davis and Cobra Snake? They had a, I, I'm not sure. I think I was living under a rock at that moment. <laughs> it was, they had like a LA workout club or something where, yeah, they would like run, uh, which, whatever canyon, Runyon Canyon or whatever in LA and do photo shoots. Old Louis Chip and Mark the Cobra Snake just getting it. That's amazing. Oh. Hey, so Malia, did you feel, um, feel pressured to be um, to shred like your dad? Oh yeah, I felt the pressure. I felt the pressure of when I when the first time he he ever took me out at Santa, I was like, oh, he surfs good. Like I got to do this too, kind of thing. I mean, I have a I, I have a good person in front of me to watch and to learn from for sure. And even I, my first contest, I think it surf contest was like a, a WSA or um, middle school surf contest, you know, and like the middle, my, my middle school had a surf team and we'd all compete against each other. And like, I'd get last place first heat every time. I'm like, ah, it's like so frustrating. I was like, I'll get this one day. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't even care if I lost. I just had fun like competing. I was like, this is what my dad does for a living. Like, this is cool. I get to like compete in my own and do my own thing, even if I suck or don't win. <laughs> do you feel like the Medina thing kind of put you on the map and then people are ah, she's definitely a ward? Because you kind of, you're kind of close to that as well. Yeah, I put a lot of time and work in surfing lowers every day, you know, creating my own little seat out there with the locals. And I felt like it, that's definitely where I, I try to prove myself as a surfer. And I feel like a lot of other people do too. I mean, going there, that's like the major, you know, surfing staple of California is going to lowers and getting the best wave out there and just throwing down turns and maybe some Brazilians too. <laughs> just kidding. Oh yeah. Um, did you throwing down turns in Brazilians. Malia, were you there? Were you there when Felipe got um got hassled? When he got what? When he got hassled? Chaz knows the story, but um what he got hassled at lowers? Yeah, he got hassled. What happened, Chaz? Felipe got got pitched off a wave or uh yeah some hot up and young yeah, up and coming grom grabbed his wetsuit and sent him to the beach and sent him home. Hot young local. I wonder who it was. There goes me living under a rock again. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. To this day, I kind of actually do know. But really? also, yeah. Do I know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Name the name. What's the name? I can't. I can't. He, the kid's worried about his career. You might get uh, the Brazilians. Yeah. Well, from you. I'll never, Molia, I'll never burn anyone. Jazz <laughs> has never burned anyone in his life. That's his, that's his thing. Wow. Yep. That's, that's, that's the true statement. You've yeah, never yeah. burned anyone, not on accident. Never. No. Softballs, everything. 
What yeah. What if someone burns you like really good? Are you gonna try to burn them back? Nope. I am journalistically pure. Wow. That's pretty good. Uh. Yeah, I can't say that. So. <laughs> Hey, so uh, so out, yeah. out at lowers, where do you sit in the lineup? Is um, in the hierarchy. If a set comes through, are you going to be one of the first people on it? Or does, yeah, or does, I'm then... usually sitting out the back, just waiting and like making friends with the guys that like to go left. And I'll just sit next to them and be like, hey, like, and I kind of like, I'm very uh, talkative in the water. I can, I, I think the key to getting good waves at lowers is communication. And I study that in school as my major. So, I, I, I'm pretty good at it, I'd say. And at lowers, it's extra special because people just get confused. Everyone just wants to catch a wave. Like no one knows who's going where, left, right, other than my dad. He's always going right, usually. And talking to the right people that like to go left is perfect. Or just asking people, it's like, you going left? You going right? And then some guys are so into it. They just don't say anything. And they're just like a robot. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm usually I'm out the back. I'm on I'm on like the first or second set. I actually get more waves at lowers when my dad isn't there. He because we we kind of get have the same good energy that flows our way where waves will come come to us. And if he's there, he'll just take it. But if he goes right, you guys can split it. You can get the inferior. Yeah, we can split it. I like it exactly. I like to go left too, so I don't mind. He can have his wave, you know. You he's you. The king. You graduated from SC, right? Yeah. Oh, my diploma, no, so, my diploma so, is right over there. Are you fighting on all the time? Are you a proud USC graduate? Yeah, I'm pretty proud. I'm stoked. It was a really cool experience going to college because I did online homeschool all of high school and kind of I didn't miss out on the the like talking to the kids and all that. What do you call it? Um, society norm so, of like being socialization. Like what they call it these days yeah that's it i'd rather i wanted to travel and like do my own thing and socialize all around the world and surf but instead of like socialize at like in a school cubicle desk type situation but being back at a college where it's like you know huge lecture halls and just like homework it was it was wild it was cool and there was some fun parties at usc and i made a lot of good friends room did you live on campus I, 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 yeah, I lived like a mile off campus. I'd skate to class like every day. And I, there's some really cool teachers there. I actually spoke in one class. I was like the, their surf, their surf, um, what do you call it? Like this surf figure that kind of explained the sport and just talk about it. Nice. So what's your degree in? What? Communication. Oh, what is what that? we're doing right now, Derek. Very. <laughs> I don't have a degree. I've got um, I've got about four incomplete degrees. But um, what is it? What does it involve? Communication. It involves. It's a combination of human nature, like just learning about humans and how we actually communicate, and the social, the socialization, cultural factors technology technology communication like it's literally communication in every aspect you could think of psychological all of it business everything whoa so what are you what are you going to use your degree for my favorite class uh my degree well i i think i'm going to use my degree just to live life i feel like it helps a lot too like just my relationships with people in my life too like how to you know manage 
emotions and just how to communicate with people. That's like, that's like my number one, that's where my, all my flaws come out. And I feel like my strengths as well, just talking to people and connecting with them and fig like figuring myself out too in the process. So it's pretty so, cool. So I just want to be happy <laughs> and make other people happy. And I'll try to use what, whatever I learned in school for that. Chaz has got a degree in linguistics. What does that give you, Chaz? It gives me nothing. It gives me a lot less Ooh, than how many languages? I mean, how many languages do I speak? Oh, nothing. I But I did have a fairly good grasp on both Arabic and Russian at some point. But it's all dissipated. It's nothing. But college is fun, yeah? Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. Did you, uh, did you have your limousine taking you to school every day? <laughs> no, no, not really. <laughs> it was kind of wild too, going into it. Financial aid came in, came in hot and ended up, I ended up not having to pay much for school either, which was really cool. Wow. Because uh, so originally the reason why. You got good tests and stuff. Sorry, you're go a ahead. Full on, I mean, you're a full on smart one. You've got your test scores and all yeah. of it dialed. You banged out the SAT. I got that magna cum laude. Oh, <laughs> so wait though. Okay, so you're, I mean, obviously you're applying in the crypto world, but you don't think, okay, I'm going to go take this USC alumni association thing and start a epic business or like, what's your arc now? It's not surfing the well, world. It's all in the it? works. Okay. I mean, that's always there. Surfing's always sure. there, but my arc, I have so many arcs, actually. It's really hard. I'm right now, I'm writing. I love I like to write as well, Chaz. Ooh. And so I'm writing I'm writing a book. I don't want to say too much about it yet until it's done, but I'm writing and I'm doing the illustration for it too. It's gonna be a children's book. Perfect. And it has to do with it has to do with my life. Not just not me specifically. It's going to be like a character, but it's going to come stem from my life and things that I've learned and just all these adventures I've been on. And I'm really excited. That's definitely that's at the top of my arcs. And then also DJing. I, I love music and just creating fun experiences for people. So I want to create a brand where I can have art, music, surfing and just good people to have a good time. So whatever that looks like, I don't know. I might just start a surf team, a Malia surf team and be like, all right, let's meet at T Street at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays. And then whoever wants to be there, you can just be there for the vibes. You have an agent helping you along. And you with get a your... free NFT out of it. I mean, are you kidding? You got Ethereum all ready to go. Yeah, I, I could use some help, actually. I have I don't I have like agents for modeling and acting. But um, for like all these other ideas and things that I have, it's been mostly me. So no, so there's no agency help alongside. It's just you figuring it out. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Pretty much. Just impressive. Thanks. Hey, hey Malia, um, Anastasia said to ask you about um, big waves and barrels. You like big waves and getting barreled? Yeah, that's like probably my arc in surfing. It's not just like competitions. Like competitions are great, but that's not what surfing is fully about. It's about, you know, enjoying your favorite part about surfing. And my favorite part about surfing is getting barreled and just having the thrill of being on like a big crazy wave. 
so that's what that's my goal with surfing like every surf trip i go on like i just want to get barreled and you know land in air reverse that's definitely one of them too <laughs> are you good jazz good are you impressed with the young crop of girls coming up the sky browns and aaron brooks's and the rest oh of them oh my gosh yes and that betty lou too she can get barreled she's killing it i am impressed and and definitely i oh this light i feel a little intimidated too i'm like damn i gotta step it up like these girls are getting barreled and just killing it i was like i want to do that too and yeah no like these young girls coming up and coming they inspire me and they make they make me want to become a better surfer barrel rider and all of it and i'm so happy to see it too that there's like other girls similar to me that enjoy the same things and they can do it because that's the biggest problem i think with girls it's like they're trying to figure out how to get barreled how to like you know surf surf real waves barreling waves so to see that on the rise is great tell me about the time you flew to hawaii to caddy for your dad at the pipe masters it was like a 10 footer oh yeah yeah, that was fun. My mom, I was like, mom, should I go to Hawaii? I got school and like, I got, I have school next week. She's like, just go, just go. It'll be fun. I was like, okay. And yeah, it was huge. I was not expect, expecting it to be that big. And my dad's like, I need a caddy. Are you, are you coming? And I was like, my heart's just like pounding the whole time. Like my heart rate was up so high. I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's do it. And, but he didn't tell me that I needed an extra board and fins. So I just paddled out on like one board. So if he broke that other board, I would have had to swim in, which probably wouldn't have even happened. I probably would have had to get like rescued by the jet ski. So I'm just really, uh, really thankful that he, he didn't end up needing that extra board because when I paddled out there, like all the boys were just like looking at me. I'm just like in my bikini. I was like, Hey, what's up? And they're just every, I felt like I was just in like, the craziest sandbox of just male dominance in these big waves. And I'm just like this, I'm like 15 in my bikini, like catting for my dad. I'm like, I'm here, go dad. <laughs> and they were like, where's your fins? Where's your other board? You, you're gonna, you're a hazard out here. And I was like, I'm just here for my dad. What's up? Sonny was cool though. He was like, hey, Leah. He was like, no, nah, she's good. She can handle it. He was Sonny believed like, in me. Did it feel like a real blue crush moment? I was just surfing the sandbar horse shit. Totally. Uh, definitely blue crush moment. I was facing my fears out there. And like the second time when I, I paddled out for his next heat, I'm like his good luck charm, you know, he ended up making it through. So, and in the next heat, he ended up trading the board and I had two boards, but then I had to duck dive this, it was just maxing out sunset. And like, it was just closed out the entire bay, just like closed out. And I was like, this is it. This is the way I got a duck dive. And the guys on the ski with the camera were right next to me, trying to film me getting worked. <laughs> and I ended up duck diving another board like attached to my leg and it, it was fine though. I ended up making it through even though I was terrified. Would I do it again? I'd be hesitant, but I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, what do you think you got from your dad? You know, personality and surfing wise. Uh, I actually can't, I've been trying to decide, but I don't know if, I don't know where I got my fire from or like the sassiness because both of my parents be crazy. They're both in a good way, you know, they're a good crazy. But my mom has a fire to her and my dad as well. That's probably why they ended up having me. There's got to be some miracle in how they got along. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think my dad, he's, he has a really good heart and he's just like, he's on the inside. He's, he's golden. You know, when, when you take away all the, 
all the pain and the chaos that's like around him or in his head. Like he's just like a really good human. Like he's nice to everyone and he has the best intentions, but the demons try to get in the way. But as long as like he's aware of it, I mean, he's like, he's chilling. But I think I definitely got his, his good heart where he's taught me just like, be nice to everyone. Even like the haters, even people that suck, like Brianna and Tia, just like be nice to them. Cause like, why not? <laughs> what what is on their head? Just good advice. Yeah. It's just like kill them with kindness. And my mom says the same thing. Kill people with kindness too. And like the thing I learned from my dad too, is like, I learned about my anger. Like I get, I would get angry when people, someone burned me or cut me off on the freeway. And that's something like when I'm around my dad, I see it too. I'm like, I don't want to be like that, you know, cause it's not worth it at the end of the day. If someone cuts me off. I'm just going to like, I kind of find my own way to like laugh things off. Or if someone burns me at lowers on a wave, I'm just like, if it's a kid, I'm not going to like yell at them. I'm just going to be like, Hey, sick one. So we got to share it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or something like that. Or some people, some people take surfing too seriously. And I used to as well. And it just caused me more pain and more like upset if anything. So I just learned to take it things a lot less serious when they're not in my control. The road rage thing is funny because at the time someone can do something and it feels like the gravest offense that's ever been committed against you in your whole life. And it feels like that person and you're in seriously in your head, you think that person should be shot right now. I'm going to find that person yeah. or drag them out of the car and kill them. It, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. It was that happened to me the other day. I was just cruising down the road, down the hill and this car just whipped out, like trying to turn and I almost T-boned them like, the last minute I like slammed on my brakes and it, it was their fault. Cause they just like, didn't see me and they just went and I almost hit them. And I was like, so much anger just boiled up all at once. Cause it was also just like very shocking to almost be in a car accident, but like I avoided it. So I felt like I was like, what an idiot. That person's such an idiot. And then it's like, I don't know. I, usually the things that I blurt out and that when I'm angry or upset, it's usually like, I'll say it to someone else. Like, Oh, you're being that way. You're being this way. But really it's like, it's, I'm, it's kind of going towards me too. Like I'm saying that about myself, but I don't realize it. Do you have little, okay. you have little triggers oh. like, um, and, and your dad too, where they just set you off. If you, if someone knows you really well, I said, don't do that around Malaysia, lose a shit. What do you, what, what are the <laughs> fear volatility? Oh, um, what are my no-nos? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Yeah. What's going to set you off? What's going to make you lose your shit? Oh, I was not ready for this question, but let me think. Um, there's like random things, like little sound, like I, I don't like small talk, but it doesn't set me off. Like if people are like, hey, like, how are you? You know, I, I want to talk about something of like something real, like substance. Like it's not how are you? It's like how you live in. Like, you know, you, I don't want to ask people questions if I don't mean them, if I don't want to know the answer. So like that kind of drives me crazy, the small talk. I'd rather have like good talk. And another one is like clapping. It's like, like really loud clapping. It drives me crazy. Oh, I got a loud clap on me. I'm just going to go up and oh, stand at lower and just start clapping loudly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I hate being patted. Where? People, on if the someone head? pats me, Over? pats me on the back like this. What about the head? 
The head, ooh, I don't like nuggies either. Oh, that drives me crazy. Yeah, you just have to ask, like, my uh, my ex-boyfriend what drives me crazy. He'll tell you. He's got a whole list. <laughs> Is that Austin? No, no, no. Austin, didn't, he didn't have the honor of dating me. Oh, he's the most, most famous boyfriend that you've had. I sure most that. famous? Actually, my, <laughs> my, my new husband is Diplo. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, would you would you marry Diplo if you could? Would I marry if, him? Yeah, if Diplo came knocking right now and said, Malia, I know we know each other a little bit, but marry me today. Would you say sweet? Yeah, I'd be like, where's the wedding? Vegas, of course. Oh my we're gosh. Going to, we're driving straight to Vegas and getting married. Are you in or out? Are you going to pause? Is your analytical brain going to get in the way of true love oh. with Diplo? Wes, don't hold me to this, but I might, I might marry you if, you know, given the opportunity. <laughs> Imagine he, um, his, his publicist hears this and goes, Diplo, Diplo, Wesley, Wesley. <laughs> Wesley I like to call I'm him Wesley. He's, he's pretty handsome, huh? Yeah, he's he's a really cool, creative human. I feel like he pushes me as well. I don't know. I'm just like really inspired by him and what he does. And it's crazy. Like I feel like our brains are connected in a way, or maybe it's our soul. I don't know. But I will have like the same idea to have. There's like this song playing, and I and then I thought, oh, it would be really cool with the, with the drop of this other like EDM song. And then I looked on his story and it was literally, he did the drop and I'd never seen him do that before. And it was literally, I had the same thought that he did. I feel uh, like our, our brains are like wired together in some way, whether it's like a creative way, it doesn't have to be like lovey-dovey, but I think he's definitely a cool human to know and to, you know, experience life with. Okay. So here we go. Last question, Malia, now that we're into the love zone. Uh, you grew up to epic parents, right? Like two fully interesting, unique parents. When you're a parent, how are you going to be to your children? What are the lessons you're going to really want to instill in them? Like, this is the way to live life. What a question. Well, to start, I'm going to love them just give them so much love as, as much as I love my cat that's sitting right next to me, I'm going to love them. And just that, I feel like that's the most important thing is to just like love them in every way I can, like, and just be, ah, this is like such a hard question. I was not ready for this, but I think, I think instilling really good values, I'm going to be strict. I don't know if I, if I'm going to, it's hard to decide. I, I want them to go to school, like a normal school, but at the same time, I don't. I just don't want them to become like spoiled brats. And even if they do, I hope that they realize they're being a spoiled brat and want to change. Or like if things are handed to kids too easily, they don't really appreciate them. And I feel like I had a good balance because my mom would like, she would, you know, give me the world and more and then my dad would be like I'd be giving him some of my world to, like I felt like I was raising my parents in different different settings and I feel like it helped me grow as a person by being able to like parent them so I don't know I just want to have a close relationship with my kids and keep like the conversation open for anything I want them to be able to talk to me about anything 
and share ideas. That's like the biggest thing is like making sure that creativity and imagination is is definitely like a, a good thing because I feel like a lot of parents don't won't take the time to like watch their kids I don't know a video that they made or like there's certain times where you just got to be in the moment I think being in the moment with with your kids is going to be the most important thing for me and I've been working on being in the moment with myself and like my family and I just feel so much happier with doing that like not thinking about the past not thinking about the future like all we have is the present moment so teaching the present moment to my kids is definitely going to be like one of the first things and I think it's going to help them because I feel like a lot of kids especially in my generation now they're like really unhappy and people are people are lost they don't know what to do where to go you know what what's like what's my passion you know I got lucky I found surfing super young so I'm like I'm pretty stoked like I could die tomorrow and, be, and just feel so fulfilled with everything that I've been able to do with my life and experience. You're a bit of a bummer to die tomorrow though, huh? <laughs> what? You're a bit of a bummer to die tomorrow. Yeah, but this, I bet this podcast would go viral. True. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can you die if tomorrow? We all, <laughs> should I, should I fake tomorrow, my own death? Real bad. <laughs> oh no, knock on some wood. <laughs> hey, thanks Malia, that's nice. Yeah, we'll be okay. It was wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much Malia. Thank you guys for uh, having me. This is a really good talk. And yeah, let's all go surf soon. Yeah, Chad, I want you to burn me. I want you to burn me to say I only burned one person in my life and it was Malia because she told me to. Won't do it. You, If I do, you better push me off and make me viral like Gabriel Medina. Okay, I'm going to tell you to go on a wave and then I'm just going to take off behind you when you're not looking. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Malia. That's good. Thanks, okay, Maya. keep up the good work, guys. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.